It's time to check in again with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Lots happening today. You are talking about a major court victory. Yeah, yesterday posted BC Supreme Court, uh, Madam Justice Emily Burke, 462-page decision, so it takes a little while to get through it, but the executive summary is this, a huge victory for BC First Nation, the Blueberry First Nations in northeastern BC, and a decision with major, major implications for the natural gas development in British Columbia. So this First Nation is at Buick Creek, uh, up in the northeast corner, north of uh, Fort St. John, right in the heart of the most productive basin in B.C. for development of natural gas. Uh, There aren't very many treaties in British Columbia, but this First Nation does have one. It's a Treaty 8 First Nation, and 121 years ago, the Crown guaranteed them the right to hunt and fish and trap and pursue their traditional way of life in perpetuity. Uh, Well, Jill, they went to court and argued that the provincial government has allowed so much development on their land that that right is essentially meaningless. They can't do it anymore. And the court agreed they're right. Now, most of the industrial development on their land is permits to permit drilling for natural gas. Uh, Very disruptive. Uh, They build roads. um, They develop natural gas. And the court has essentially said, yeah, there's just so much development going on on your land that the treaty right can't really be exercised anymore. You can't produce through your traditional way of life. Um, The court gave the provincial government six months to sit down with Blueberry and negotiate a way to manage future development on the land that is compatible with the treaty right. It's interesting here, Jill, the First Nation didn't ask to be compensated for the damage done to their land and way of life. They said, we want the development to stop. We want to be able to go on doing what we've done here and what you guaranteed we could do in writing the Crown. Um, And so what they won was essentially an injunction that says, stop, but I'm going to give you uh, six months to try to work something out. Not surprisingly, Jill, the government says it's studying the decision and will decide how to proceed, but huge, huge implications. That's the heart of oil and gas country, well, natural gas development in B.C. So could it continue then as far as saying that they've been given six months? Is there a possibility there could be some agreement reached, or does it seem to you that this means everything stops as far as that type of development? Well, the one encouraging thing, and the judge took note of it, is that the um, the New Democrats did, to some degree, see this coming and did try to negotiate with uh, Blueberry to keep the case from going to court. They, they basically negotiated a standstill agreement and agreed to talk. They tried, it failed, and the case went to court. So the government did try. It did recognize that maybe we need a new approach here. So that's one thing. The other thing is the treaty did say that uh, the Crown does have the right to take up land. It is allowed to do some development. The judge said that's not 
infinite. It doesn't mean you can go as far as they've gone. So there is an opening here to go back and say, um, okay, what can we negotiate here? Can we negotiate some basis for continuing development, uh, but you pick the areas and we declare some of your territory, it's uh, 38,000 square kilometers, so it's a lot of land, uh, some of it hands off. I, I don't know. Um, the judgment is very clear on one thing, Jill. It says that basically what the provincial government has been doing is piecemeal development, permit by permit. Uh, she calls it the death of a thousand cuts. So what they do is they negotiate and consult the First Nation and say, okay, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. And the First Nation says, well, you know, uh, we don't want you doing any more of this. Oh, we'll just do this one, and, you know, we'll also study and make sure that there's protection around you and everything. And that has been, uh, hasn't worked. And that's what the infringement has really consisted of, is, as she says, kind of, piecemeal development within their territory while in general endorsing the idea that, yeah, we have obligations to you and we have treaty rights. So there's a certain amount of uh, opening here for good faith, but she says, you know, you've got six months. Uh, it has to be in good faith. And, Jill, uh, we've followed enough of these cases over the years. We know that one of the fallback positions for a provincial government is, well, you know, we're going to appeal. We're going to appeal, goes to the B.C. Court of Appeal, goes to the Supreme Court of Canada. So, you know, this may only be the opening of it. Um, the one thing, though, I would say as well, Jill, is this case was litigated in depth. Um, 120 days of testimony that the trial judge heard, uh, 127 exhibits, thousands and thousands of patient, pages of submissions. Um, a higher court looking at this case may say, you know, this issue has already been litigated in depth. What really should happen here is a negotiation and not more litigation. I think that might be a strong message to the province as well. What do you think this means then as far as other major projects oh. in B.C.? Well, you know, that is the other reason this is very, very important. So as I said, most parts of British Columbia, there aren't treaties. So you're not going to get what this is, which is you're not living up to the treaty case. Those are different cases. But Treaty 8 does cover the northeast corner of the province, and there are other Treaty 8 First Nations. And on the traditional territory of another of the Treaty 8 uh, First Nations is a little project known as Site C. Site C is in the traditional territory of the West Moberly First Nation. They are also Treaty 8, and they are going to court next year uh, seeking a ruling that their treaty rights have been infringed by hydroelectric development on the Peace River. So Site C, which is under construction, as we know, uh, plus the other two big dams on the Peace, uh, uh, W.A.C. Bennett Dam and the Peace Canyon Dam, and they're essentially are arguing that their rights have been infringed as well. So the potential here is huge. There are other First Nations in that area who also have oil and gas development on their lands, and some of that spills over into Alberta. Treaty 8 uh, covers uh, parts of uh, northern Alberta and parts of Saskatchewan. So this, uh, yeah, the implications for this case go way beyond 
just this one case, and it is big enough. All right. We will continue to watch that and see what happens next with that. Vaughn, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye-bye, Joe. That is Vaughn Palmer with his view from Victoria.